Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back for another video. Game week 22 around the corner, so let's catch up with how the team's getting on, transfer plans and thoughts this week. Lots of moving parts right now with the doubles and blanks, and also Salah and Haaland used to juggle. Let's start with a quick look back at how last game week went. A pretty poor week with a score of 52 with a minus 4, which was a red arrow. I know I wasn't alone having one of those weeks where a lot went wrong. Edison off injured a few minutes into the game, Captain Saka blank, as did Solanke, Alvarez, Watkins and Bowen. I've seen some huge scores as well though, it was quite a swingy game week, well played if you had a good week. After all the concern of Bowen's injury, he made the game against Sheffield United and his two-pointer blocked Gordon 7 on the bench. The positives were Stupin and Richarlison, who were two of my transfers in though, both returning 8 points. Perhaps the biggest swing of the game it was having Saliba over Gabriel though. Well played if you had him for his goal, assist, clean sheet and bonus. After review, Gabriel's been given the second goal versus Palace, which means it was a sack or assist. But FPL's rules state that the points are locked in the day of the game, so unfortunately no retrospective points given. Deja vu though, captain in March last season he scored, and then it was removed. And then it was given, but it was too late by that point. Anyway, despite a bad week, the team's in great shape overall, so let's have a look at the team for game week 22. Edison made the bench for Man City's win over Spurs in the FA Cup and expected to start versus Burnley for their game on Wednesday. City topped the game with 22 clean sheet odds, given a 58.5% chance versus Burnley. Decisions to make as double game with 25 nears for City and whether to grab a third asset and if so which one. For the first time for a while it's a back four which is Saliba, Estupinan, Trent and Pedro Porro. The good news if you've got Trent is that he has been spotted in training along with Robertson. He should be in line for a start versus Chelsea. The massive news this week is that it's going to be Klopp's last season with Liverpool, announcing that he'll be leaving at the end of this one. I'm interested to know how you think this will affect them in the comments. You'd imagine this will spur them on and perhaps even find another level with a goal to finish on a high. Perhaps the only good thing about this spread out January schedule is that players can be back from injuries quickly in terms of game week returns, with Bowen not actually missing a game at all and Trent potentially missing just last game week. Saliba's away to Forest this week off the back of his 8th clean sheet of the season. The most painful part of Gabriel's haul last week was that I picked Gabriel back in game week 1 due to his superior goal throw over Saliba, but after a bunch of benchings I decided not to go back there on the wildcard in favour of Saliba who never misses a minute. I'm in two minds about starting him this week given the options on the bench, more on that later. Since returning from injury, Estup and Jan's last three returns are 8, 6 and 6. He is playing a slightly different role in a back three at times but he's still getting forward and Brighton still have a great run of games ahead, so he's still a great pickup for 5.1 mil. Brighton are away to loot in this game week, which is often a difficult fixture. He's missed a lot of games over the season, but if we look at his minutes per expected goal involvement, he's neck and neck with Trent Trippier and Pedro Porro, 263 minutes per XGI. 
Use the link in the description to check out all the data tables I use in the videos. They're all available in the scout members area if you search FPL Focal. So Pedro Pori completes the back four with a home fixture to Brentford this week. They might have wanted to start Regulon in left back up against Pedro Porro, but he's ineligible against his pairing club. Madison's return from injury might mark the end of Porro's dominance taking corners and free kicks, but he's still an easy hold for his all-round attacking threat. In midfield it's Richarlison, Bowen and Saka. West Ham could be boosted by the return of Kudus to the squad. They've missed him in attack and he has been knocked out of AFCON now, and Paqueta should be back soon as well. Only Salah and Son have got more points than him among midfielders, with 113 himself. A good bit of business by West Ham in his January window, picking up Calvin Phillips from loan from City. It's going to be interesting to see what impact he'll have. He never really got going at City, I won't be at all surprised if he does well on this loan, with the added motivation of securing a spot in England's Euro squad. Richarlison gets the captaincy this week. Madison's return from injury should benefit him massively with the chance of creation he brings to the team. Madison was named on the bench versus City in the FA Cup and he came on in the 73rd minute. It could all point towards a Madison start this coming game week. Brentford haven't kept a clean sheet since game week 10. We don't know for sure but Richarlison should be on penalties as well till Sun's back. And I'm keen to get captaincy right this week after a bunch of blanks recently. As disappointing as Sack has felt recently, he's on more points right now than he was at this point last season, a much higher expected goal involvement and more penalty area touches. The recent narrative and discussions probably would have looked a lot more different had that assist been given for Gabriel's goal, which we've since learned was a Sacker assist. Easy hold for the time being in my eyes. De Bruyne's got over a million transfers in this week, so perhaps a lot looking to make that switch anyway. Saka feels like a bit more of a steady Eddie pick this season than explosive, which is perfectly fine but it does reduce the captaincy appeal. Saka's remarked himself that players are doubling up on him during games to minimise his impact. The front three is Solanke, Alvarez and Watkins. Over the last six game weeks, Solanke's 22 shots in the box is top in the league and over that run he's got an expected goal of moment every 112 minutes and he's away to West Ham this week. The route back to Haaland's a big dilemma in itself, none of the front three here look like easy sells and if Liverpool get the double game at 25 then I'm going to have to sell two of the front three to free up the fronts for both Salah and Haaland. Alvarez versus Richarlison feels very close for captaincy this week, Burnley home the better fixture on paper. In the FA Cup Alvarez was sacrificed in the 65th minute for De Bruyne, so the question is does that equate to another start in gimmick 22 or is there an outside chance of De Bruyne starting ahead of him? It's impossible to predict Pep obviously, but one thing that is in our control is whether to take a risk on captain Alvarez or opt for someone like Richarlison who at least knows a guaranteed starter and still a solid fixture himself. For now it's Alvarez vice captain, Richarlison captain. Watkins is home playing against Newcastle, and although we've come to recognise Newcastle as an elite defence when they're in their groove, over the last 6 game weeks their 19.1 expected goals conceded is comfortably worse in the league, next worst being West Ham with 11.7 xgc. Watkins is in the same boat as Saka for me, he's not done much recently, no goals in his last 4, 2 assists over that run, but patience could be key, and with some great fixtures to come the points should follow. On the bench is Dubravka, Palmer, Gordon and Pinnock. It's almost bench boost territory this week, but Pinnock is the weak link here and I'm going to hope for a better opportunity later in the season. A big decision this week is whether to start Saliba or Palmer, let me know in the comments who you'd start. On the one hand Saliba's got good clean sheet potential and Palmer is playing at Anfield which is about as hard as fixtures come, plus Liverpool's atmosphere is going to be absolutely bouncing in support of Klopp and the players might find an extra gear. It kind of reminds me of when Ferguson announced it was his last season and they went on to win the league. But Palmer's underlying numbers are undeniable and he is on penalties which as we saw only last game week is all it takes for a big return. 
That brings us to transfer plans this week. 7.2 mil in the bank, so there's the option to sell Gordon for De Bruyne and bench Saliba. That does block the path to Salah though if Liverpool end up with a double gimmick 25. And also blocks a path to Haaland without a hit next week. Had Haaland been involved in the FA Cup, the plan was to sell Alvarez for Haaland and captain him this week. But given he wasn't even in the squad, I wonder what the realistic chances of him starting are. And therefore it's a move that looks like it could be fine to delay. So the plan this week is to roll and take two transfers into Gimmick 23 to gear up for the double Gimmick 25 and to get Haaland back into the team at last. I actually wouldn't mind too much if Liverpool's double Gimmick doesn't fall in 25 as that opens up De Bruyne as an option and they don't blank in Gimmick 26 while Liverpool do. Though it seems there is a good chance of Liverpool doubling in 25 if they beat Norwich in the FA Cup as they're going to want to get games rescheduled with more potential postponements to come for them. One thing I should reiterate is that although the Gamic 26 postponements have been announced, Chelsea and Spurs could still end up playing in Gamic 26 if Chelsea were to lose their FA Cup replay against Villa. This is because both teams would then be out of the FA Cup so they could play in the midweek still. Likewise, Double Gamic 25 hasn't been announced for Liverpool or Luton yet either, so stay flexible with your plans. Announcements should come within the next week to give fans adequate notice, so just stay apprised to what comes and we'll discuss it here as always. If you enjoyed this video, make sure you subscribe in. There's more great FPL content to come this weekend and early next week before the deadline. See you soon for the next one. Sports Social Podcast Network.